Hello, this is episode 162 of the Coco Psychology Podcast. I'm Dr. Nisha Riley. This episode is on the ways that we hold trauma. It's a good journey into my thinking and my brain over the last few weeks and all that I've been exposed to. And I suppose in relation to the last podcast, I'm very aware that I hold trauma in my body from my experiences due to literacy. So over the weekend was very poignant to watch Representative John Lewis cross the bridge in Alabama once more, but in a very different context. But in listening to him speak, I've become really interested in the nonviolent workshops. And I need to research these in more in depth. And I'm assuming that if I read the, the biography of John Lewis, I will learn more about the brains behind these workshops that were taking place. The little that I'm aware of is that, ironically, as you'll understand in a minute, the, the organisation, one of them was called CORE, the Congress of Racial Equality, that held these workshops. And what really stood out for me was the people forging forward for change in the 1950s and the 1960s knew how much trauma and abuse that they were going to face standing up to people. They knew that they were likely to be arrested and to be abused and that it was going to be a very difficult place to sit there in wholeness and to even take verbal abuse in situations, never mind physical abuse. And so CORE held workshops to instruct tactics in how to basically stay in power and stay in a position of non-violence and non-reaction despite the odds of what they were facing. And what I've seen is that you cannot be secure in yourself unless you do have a really strong internal core and a really strong sense of yourself. And this was one of the reasons why I wrote the first series of books I did two years ago now. And that is the core theme in those books. And that strength, that internal strength, allows you to be vulnerable. And who could be more vulnerable than those brave souls such as John Lewis and others in what they were going out to face? Yet, when I saw the photographs from the jails after they were arrested, they still held such dignity in their physicality. There was such a sense of solidarity. They were not diminished as you would expect them to be after the trauma of what they had been put through. It was very striking to me. And in fact, John Lewis spoke of going back and standing up and saying something quite profound to a gathered group of people and then collapsing and being hospitalised after that notorious Salmon Bridge abuse. Which is unbelievable to think, having been through that event, that you could actually could go back and have anything left to stand up and face other people. So that shows you just the, the sheer strength that I'm talking about, that, that core strength that they had created. And if I look really closely and listen to John Lewis's own words, I can still have a sense of the trauma of those events, but I have to look very hard for it. And so I've been thinking about that a lot at the moment in relation to various things. I see that there was a natural genius 
in realizing people needed to be secure, to be vulnerable. And that we need to be vulnerable in order to truly connect with others. And that was a key part of the progress of the Nonviolent Campaign for Civil Rights. That that vulnerability with secureness allowed many other people to see them in their humanity and to connect with them and to actually further the civil rights movement. You wouldn't have had that striking contrast in order to create change. But much of it started in those core workshops that were held. But over the last few weeks, I've also been fortunate enough to see a great deal of content from the Alvin Ailey American Theatre Company. I think this has probably been my highlight of lockdown. And it's funny when I listen to the dancers speak about how they went to an Alvin Ailey show and it changed their lives and they saw themselves with that group and on the stage and so on. It's been the best part of this pandemic for me to sit in Ireland and to experience those shows as well. It's been really, really significant. And I watched the black dancers show us the trauma of their generational history through pieces. Especially it stood out in pieces such as Greenwood, but also for me it stood out in Lazarus. And I then began to think about a conversation I had a few years ago with a physical therapist. And I ended up that I had a, I started to speak about the, my own trauma of my school days. And I went on a little sort of tour of it with them. And when I finished speaking, they said to me, yes, I just saw all of that in your body as you spoke. You took on all of the shapes of it. And I realized that my obsession with dance and dance choreography and how this speaks an expression and the core self and the individual and that core and the vulnerability and the trauma all came together for me. And I understand how that makes me feel now. I understand that I can go through trauma in various ways. I can explore it mentally and feel whole. I can explore it physically and do Pilates and have a very strong core, which I actually started to do while I was in university. And it was probably one of the aspects that did give me such strength to go in and face such adverse educational environments. It, it did give me the, the core strength in my physicality as well to do that. I can emotionally work through the trauma. I can help others to rise above it. I can find ways to navigate it. I can find ways to help people to feel better about it, to find ways to work, to find understanding, to find understanding why they're having difficulties, to find ways to focus on what you're good at, to use those skills to be able to do the things that you're not good at. But I have a flash memory in my body. It's a bit like the snitch from Harry Potter. When I stand in the middle of a dance floor, I can feel it all overcoming me. I associate with learning how to be social in social situations with school as well. And I crumble, I freeze physically. And in a way, 
I realized that that's the hardest trauma to overcome because it's left in your physical body. And I'd never considered that before the last couple of weeks in that journey of all of those aspects that have taken on. And it's very difficult to be vulnerable in lots of ways, but it's exceptionally difficult to be physically vulnerable and to think about the fact that that actually starts from the inside out.